In front of me is the Royal Liver Building with its mythical liver birds on top. Behind me is the Mersey Ferry Landing Stage. I can see a Mersey Ferry just coming in at the moment as I speak. Um, there's also the Cunard Building, the Port of Liverpool Building, and to my right I can see towards the Albert Dock and the Museum of Liverpool. Earlier today, I spoke to attendees who were coming to the British Society of Rheumatology annual meeting to see what they thought of Liverpool as a conference venue. Fabulous. No, it's great. Uh, there's cheap accommodation that way. It's by the water, which is nice. The streets are very wide and clean. I've walked late in the city and it was quite friendly, uh, people wandering about. So I go to a lot of conferences, UK and abroad, and I would say that in terms of location and facilities, this is as good as any, actually. What could be improved? Uh, I think size is the only thing. It's a relatively small venue. Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. It's a really nice Congress centre. It's been clean and light and airy. Yeah. Uh, Well, it's my first time in Liverpool, but it looks really good so far. While the city is an attractive conference venue... And certainly all the delegates I spoke to outside the British Society of Rheumatology meeting were very positive. One of the challenges is the size is relatively small. And that means that Liverpool can't compete with larger facilities in Amsterdam, Barcelona, Stockholm, Vienna, elsewhere in Europe. That's, that's not really correct, to be perfectly honest. There, um, if you actually look at the statistics about conferences generally in the world... There are very, very few conferences that are more than 3,000 delegates. I'm Pam Wilshire. I head up the Visitor Economy Development Team at the Liverpool City Region Local Enterprise Partnership, which is the tourist board. Our conference facilities can actually cater for probably 95, 96% of conferences in the world. You know, there's only a relatively small number of uh, larger conferences. And, of course, we do actually use the whole of the arena when we do have a bigger conference as well. So it's actually not correct. Yes, you're right, it isn't as big as some others, but then there'd be no point in building something twice the size when you've got one, you know, just down the road in Manchester. So there's no point. It it, it would be empty a lot of the time. So... um, what we have got is, um, you know, a facility that's fit for purpose. It's appropriate for um, the size of the city we are. And, um, you know, with the new exhibition facility, which is going alongside, that will enable us to attract um, a different sort of conference into the area. Because um, quite often now, the bigger association conferences actually have to have um, a commercial exhibition alongside in order to, um, you know, fund the conference. And at the moment, whilst we have got um, a big exhibition hall downstairs, that's also used for dining, etc. So we haven't got that flexibility of facilities. So the exhibition centre will sort of propel us into the next league. It still won't mean we're one of the biggest in the world, but um, that's not a problem because the vast majority of conferences are well within our, our grasp in terms of catering for them. That was Pam Wilshire from Liverpool Enterprise Partnership, who I spoke to by phone earlier. One waterfront attraction that has been a success is the Albert Dock. It's the largest group of Grade 1 listed buildings in the country. It's a vibrant mix of shops, restaurants, museums, linked to the city by the Liverpool One retail development. However, north of where I'm standing, if you look up the estuary towards Seaforth, what you see is derelict buildings, decay and empty lots waiting for redevelopment. It's not on the visitor's map yet. But maybe it will be soon. 
because one thing that's happening is a redevelopment is starting in the historic Stanley Dock. Uh, remember, this was the dock designed by Jesse Hartley and opened in 1848. It looks very similar to the Albert Dock. It was tobacco warehouses, um, and it's one of the few undeveloped historic warehouses going back to Victorian times, I think, in the whole of Europe that's not yet been renovated. Um, but a new hotel is set to open in the North Warehouse. I went to a media preview to find out more on what's on offer. Right now we're in the main entrance to the Rum Warehouse. So just to the left of me here, this will be where you will register and we will have a replica of the Titanic staircase, so to really give you that sense of arrival. And then to our right we have the ground floor of the Rum Warehouse, which can accommodate a 1,000 theatre style or 600 for a dinner. My name is Kerry Smith. I'm Director of Sales for the Titanic Hotel and Rum Warehouse at Stanley Dock. We're bringing to life this area of town. Once we're up and running, they will start on the tobacco warehouse next, which will be a mixture of restaurants, bars. We're going to bring back the market, so it'll be very artisan, and then two further hotels at the final stage. The tobacco warehouse is still to this day the largest brick warehouse in the world. Um, it has 27 million bricks and 30 million panes of glass, so it's an amazing building. And in terms of the events in the rum warehouse, we can project any logos onto the tobacco warehouse. So a blank canvas which you can make your own. What are the attractions to Liverpool? What experience does Liverpool offer as compared to anybody anywhere else? We have the waterfront. We have so much that you can walk to in Liverpool. We have the most museums and art galleries to visit outside of London. And I think Liverpool as a brand means so much to so many different people, whether it is the football, the heritage, the nightlife, shopping. We have so much to do, which, as I say, is just so easy to access. So these corridors are really wide. Yeah, really. It's... Um Interesting, because when I do my sales presentation and I try to describe that the corridor creates a wow factor as well, I think my... I mean, how, how wide is this? About 12 feet? Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a hotel corridor in any hotel, no. 12 feet. No. And I can, I'm looking here, I see original brickwork you've kept from the building. That's right, the original columns, and we have the original fire doors, which will direct people to their room numbers. And within each of the hotel rooms, there's original brickwork, all, of, all that's been kept? Original brickwork and bolted ceilings, yes. So it's really going to be so feeling like you are in a warehouse environment, that urban, you know, gritty, industrial, but with the luxury. Absolutely, something out of the ordinary, generous in size. Great, look forward to, to hopefully staying here sometime. Absolutely, you're more than welcome. That was Kerry Smith from the Titanic Hotel at Stanley Dock. While I would be happy to stay at a hotel, and I do actually like the sort of urban charm of renovated warehouses, uh, one of the challenges I do think visitors who stay at the hotel at Stanley Dock will have is the lack of connectivity to the city. Um, I didn't see any public transport to the hotel. There's no tram that connects and runs along the waterfront that might link up from Liverpool 1 that take you to the hotel. It's about a 15-minute walk to the tourist attractions along the Dock Road, which is pretty isolated. I certainly wouldn't want to walk along there at night. It was a four or five pound cab fare into the city. So I'm sure people will stay there, um, but that is one of the challenges I think that um, the Stanley Dock area does have, is it's surrounded by warehouses, dereliction, um, land waiting for redevelopment. It's very much the starting point of the regeneration area. Connectivity is also an issue, not only at the local level along the waterfront, I certainly think there needs to be more done, but in attracting business visitors to the region. Pen Wilshire again. 
If there's one weakness, I suppose, or challenge, it's the airport. And if you look at most international conference centres, they're used to having an airport with, you know, great international connectivity from all over the world, you know, with sort of hub and spoke type operations. Um, and we don't have that at Liverpool Airport. We have a very good airport, Liverpool Airport, with some good, you know, European connections. We don't have a route to London. Uh, we don't have a hub and spoke at the moment, you know, where people can fly in, you know, um, to, uh, to other places from all over the world. Manchester Airport's not very far, but nevertheless it is Manchester Airport rather than, um, you know, Liverpool Airport. So connectivity both with Manchester Airport, but also the growth of Liverpool Airport is fundamentally important to the conference aspirations, actually, of this so that's where we're at at the moment. Liverpool's waterfront is one of its major attractions. It's got a lot going for it. The Albert Dock, the BT Convention Centre, the Echo Arena and all the historic developments, the Free Graces, uh, the Mersey Ferry certainly brings a lot of people to the city and I'm sure it will continue to do so. I'm Peter Droppett for MBS Tonight at Pierhead.